Hey rippers, are you learning how to surf? But are you a beginner or a big old kook? There is a difference, you know. And since there's many ways to kook it, you should stick around and learn a few things. Because if you don't know, let me tell you right now that surfers love to spot a kook. But don't get all stressed about it, because everyone kooks it once in a while. And that's the reason for this podcast. Because the more you know, the less you kook it. So bust out your foamy and get ready to learn. The KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom one episode at a time. And hopefully offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris. And I'm Coach Ev, checking in from California. And we started the surf coaching and education resource, The Surf Continuum. And today we're going to be talking about moving and shaking and breaking through that inside impact zone. Yeah, it's it's a pretty big step in your surfing journey, you know, going from hanging on the inside and riding white waters all day to having the confidence and skills to to break through to clean water and go track yourself down a, a bomb. Hell yeah, and Lord knows we got some stories about getting caught on the inside, so. Oh gosh, endless. <laughs> and it's it's never going to stop, you know, that just that's going to always happen as as good a surfer and as good a timing and and skills that you have it just mother ocean somehow has a way of kind of reeling you back in and and humble humbling you by smashing you oh yeah yeah that's uh that's a good point you know this this part of surfing never goes away it never really gets uh easy maybe gets easier as you get better which is some of the things we'll talk about how to deal with it um but but leads us off into our good point nicely uh like mentality you know, like, how do you prepare to go and, and break through that impact zone uh, when you're, even before you get in the water, when you're standing on the beach, you know, and mentality is right. a big part of it. Truly, yeah, just um, observing, like we always talk about, you know, this, this is really good because this, this whole podcast really speaks to the foundation of surfing, which is your paddling, you know, and your board control is, has nothing to do with standing on a surfboard and riding waves you know this is this is all about just get getting there getting in position for that so right that um, ultimate reward and yeah just speaking to your mentality and being prepared it's just like you just got to know that it's going to be it's not going to be easy you know prepare yourself for it to be harder than you even expect you know and then you hopefully you'll scoot out there and time it just right and and uh you know, not not get your ass beat down for ten minutes like like we do and <laughs> like it totally can time. happen. <laughs> yeah, every time in La Mission, I'm just coming off a trip from there, so it's pretty fresh in my mind. Like, there's these certain places where it can be two to three foot out there, and still just pretty relentless. You know, it, it's mm-hmm. not about like the size of the wave, but it's the frequency of the waves and and how they're coming at you from all different angles and and what board you're riding so let's movement of the water and the tides and the currents and rips and all that stuff there's a lot that goes into it that you can't even see from the beach right but um yeah that you know but i think it's it's an opportunity to to turn something that feels negative at first you know obviously to the beginner that's a major negative and everybody hates paddling out and dealing with waves but you can flip this thing around is speaking to mentality and, and use it as an opportunity to, to, to be proud of yourself. You know, like getting to the outside and enduring through the hard times. It's it was such a cliche to say, but like surfing in so many ways is a life metaphor. 
and like battling through that inside and, and getting through it leads to a great reward. So I, I love I love that aspect. And a lot of things turned around for me in surfing when I when I realized that as like a late teenager to to not hate part of surfing and love the other part, but to enjoy like the benefits of all of surfing and being stuck on the inside and being forced to to pace yourself and you and, and to you know, to keep your mind about you and not get frantic and start struggling and panicking and seeing the people on the outside and wishing you were there, but to accept where you're at in the water and to deal with it the best you can. And then when you come out of it, you know, and you still have your mind about you, you're still calm and you still got a little energy because you pace yourself well. If that bomb comes to you right as you're breaking through the outside, you still have the composure to flip that board around and go for that wave and deal with it all over it again right in a row. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it is. It's such a mental game, especially this, you know, breaking through to the outside. You see a lot a, a lot of surfers, or, or we do, you know, a lot of clients who you can just see them kind of break, you know, at, at some point. Like they, they, they didn't prepare themselves mentally, um, even if they do have the skills and, and the right board and all that stuff. You know, it's just such a mental game. And, and, Again, knowing that you got a little bit of a battle in front of you and just leaning into it and instead of dreading it and just, you know, take it as that challenge and just keep chipping away. And mm. and when you feel yourself kind of losing your breath, you know, remind yourself, just start breathing deeper and, and muster up a better turtle or a better duck dive, you know, and, and get some clean strokes in between waves. It's just, um, it's such a mental game and... If, if you have that mental preparedness um, under your belt and just, just straight up perseverance, you know, like not giving up, you know, just keep chipping away. There's, there's only one way to do it, you know, and it's just that, mm. just to keep paddling. Yep, Sometimes, yep. yeah, we're going we're gonna to talk about all these different skills and, and strategies to get it, getting it done, but uh, it's, I think it's... That's that's the most important thing, you know. Perseverance totally, and, and you really you touched on two things that I re I had in my personal notes for this. You know, um, one thing that I remember learning, like I got into yoga for like a while, not so long, you know. And now I just like take parts of it that I like and use it for my benefit. But there was something that they would always say. Well, two things really, and one was be willing to do one more forever. I love that, you know, because yeah. it really, it speaks to paddling, especially when you're in those challenging sessions. And there's probably great waves out there, but that's also why it's challenging. So, you know, it speaks to paddling, it speaks to your duck dive, it speaks to your turtle, it speaks to everything. Be willing to do one more forever. Don't look at that wave that's coming at you and think, oh, I hope that's the last one. I hope there's no more after it. That's just the one in front of you, you know, and be willing to keep paddling, keep taking one more stroke, keep doing one more turtle and uh and just persevere and when you have that mentality <clears throat> you find yourself on the outside much sooner and less exasperated but then you also said you know breathing take those deeper breaths because we all no matter how experienced you are at this and how well you know this situation you still start reaching a point any human's going to reach a point of fatigue mental fatigue and physical physical fatigue where you start breaking down and you start like losing your 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 charge what is that called in, in your attitude you know you're like like ferociousness yeah, you're, and your passion yeah. 
and your body starts giving out and you start oh, like almost giving up. And, and I mean, that's like the beginning of giving up. And that's when you got to catch yourself and tell yourself that your body can go so much longer than your mind gives you credit for. So right. take those deep breaths, you know, get oxygen in that, in your blood and muscles and, and remind yourself that your brain may be quitting and starting to tell you like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to make it, but it's not true. Your body could go so much longer, could paddle so much longer and do so many more duck dives or turtles. So all that about, you know, just your mentality, which is such a huge part of this. Absolutely. And that's, that goes like one of our other points is just your expectations. You know, when you're standing there on the beach and you're looking out there and you got endless lines of whitewater, you know, just start mentally preparing yourself and, and yeah. manage your expectations. Like it's not just going to be a dry hair paddle out today, you know, it's going to be a battle and you know, just your expectations should be like you're going to have a, a shorter session because you're going to burn all this energy just getting out there. But then, like you said, like if you have the right mindset, then just getting out there on one of those days, you know, where it's stormy and it's choppy and, you know, just use it as a challenge and use it as another feather in your cap or just looking at becoming a better paddler and a better you know, having a better inside strategy so the next time you go surfing and it's kind of everything's clear and, and calm and easy, then, you know, you're just paddling better and you're stronger. Yeah, you're building and you're growing this way because it's all surfing. You know, you got to get that out of your head right now that surfing is riding waves. Like that's the freeze frame moment, the split second blissful moment of surfing. The other 99% of it is this stuff that we're talking about, paddling out and positioning and and the endless aspects that we like to speak to, you know, because of sur as both surfers, you know, over 20 years, we fully recognize right now that we've spent most of our life just paddling around the ocean and, and very little of that time riding waves. So the better you get at that stuff, the more waves you'll ride and catch. Absolutely. All right, let's move on. So, okay, now that you've been mentally prepared, there are some other aspects to, to this that you should have in line. And uh, it's basically your approach, you know, your, your strategies for how you break through the inside zone and, uh, and your skills, the, the, the set of skills you rely upon to physically bust through whitewater. Yeah. Um, so I'll let you kick that one off. Yeah, so, um, you know, just, just board control skills, like your press up through whitewaters, you know, just like each, each one leads to the next. So, mm. You know, if you if you do really strong press ups and have momentum going through white waters and, and get right back down on the board and start paddling in between your your little glimpses between having to take another white water on and you actually start making ground, you know, it's just like it's it makes you feel better. It makes you feel like mm. you're doing something, you know, and you're Helps getting the mentality. Somewhere. Yeah. Um so just, you know, having having like a bag of tricks, like knowing when to do these different these different skills. Like are you gonna do a press up when a wave's gonna land right in front of you? No, <laughs> you're not gonna do that, you know. You're gonna you're gonna bust out a turtle or you're gonna go into your duck dive or something like that. Just just being like having those things come second nature to you. That's that's one of those things that I think a lot of novice beginner surfers struggle with is making that split second decision on which skill to use to get through totally best they can 
It's like a new uh, driver, you know, like when you're trying to make a left turn and crossing traffic and there's a car coming and you have to make that judgment about do you have time to make that left turn comfortably or should you wait until they pass? And it's a, like I see it as a similar situation in surfing. If the wave lands right in front of you, you know, you don't really that's not the situation to be trying to press up. You know, you should be doing something more serious and aggro. And when you have the time and you see the wave way, break way outside and you know you can press your chest above that line of whitewater, that's the case. But just seeing and recognizing in a moving environment, you know, it's not a, f a photograph that you have to judge what's happening, but this is a moving scene. And in that like elapsing scene, you have to make a decision about what to do. Right. Yeah. So we're kind of bouncing back and forth from strategies and skills, you know, they just go hand in hand and in, in your right, approach right. to, to getting to the outside. Um, and we've, you know, we've spoken to a lot of this stuff in previous podcasts, but, um, you know, just kind of like, if you're not good, if you're not getting anywhere, it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's like dealing with a riptide. If you're paddling and you feel like you're not going anywhere, don't just keep paddling. You know, you got to try something else. Just, yeah. Move just, down the list of strategies. Try yeah, something exactly. new. Start zigging yeah. and zagging. Exactly. Yeah. Start, start paddling more parallel to the beach and just try to get out of that weird little um, movement of water that just makes it feels like it keeps like sucking your nose down and you can't you mm. can't get any clean strokes in so you know maybe stop for a second reset yourself you know make that's one of the things like we always talk about when you're getting jostled around and you have to having to do press up after press up and and turtle after turtle, it's really easy to kind of start letting your 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 paddling form and position, all those things start slipping, you know, and now all of a sudden you just look like a big old mess on the inside <laughs> and, and you're you're gassed out. It's like as soon as you feel your starts yourself start slipping, you gotta snap to and you know Get back At to least, form. Yeah, get back to good form. That's that's your best bet in that situation, um, is is in that and that's that's the challenge ahead of you. You know, to to maintain good paddling form and technique when when all things aren't you know smooth and buttery. Yeah, and that's the hardest time to do it, isn't it? You know, like. It's easy to be in good form when you're paddling around a point break and you're in the channel or you made it outside on an easy day. Yeah, sure, it's easy to have good form then, but one of the most important times to have good form is when it's the hardest to keep it, when you're constantly being interrupted in your paddling technique to do press-ups or duck dives or turtles. Coming through that maneuver, coming through that skill and going back to perfect paddling form, well, that's essentially the essence of what we like the surf continuum. It's called a continuum because we like to see in our students and our, our, the people we surf with this continuum, this continuity of skills and strategies. Like, you know, when someone does a press up and then flops down off to the side of the board and then has to climb back on, that's unacceptable. You know, that, that's not going to get you outside on anything more than just straightforward, easy conditions. And not to mention, even if it is easy enough to do that, you don't want to. It looks bad and it's not good practice for when the waves get better. And so if you have eyes on those good days and you see those great waves and you're like, man, I really want to surf those days, start treating the little days like those days. Start yeah. paddling out like it's five foot, six foot when you're only used to three to four footers. 
And, uh, you know, that I used to do that when I was a kid all the time, actually. Like, I'd be paddling out. It'd be two to three foot. And I'd just, like, try to make it more exciting for myself by, like, digging deep and, like, being like, wow, what if this was, like, a ten-footer? I'd really have to dig and get under the lip before this thing breaks in front of me. And just play games with yourself and pretend like you got serious surfing to do when maybe it's not that serious but prepare yourself because when that day comes and you're in good form and no press up no duck dive no amount of waves in a row is going to break your form you're really going to see some results happen and, and ultimately catch more waves because you're going to get outside quicker and be more efficient not have uh, as much energy loss uh, it's all tied together yeah i like i like that that kind of just sp- kind of awoke something that i was thinking about was you know just like you're you're almost always better off like paddling towards the white water you know a lot of a lot yeah, of yeah. beginners and novices like they see a bigger white water or, or a wave stacking up and they just freeze you yeah, know? yeah they just yeah. freeze and they're like uh, i don't i don't want to get any closer to that big mound of white water whereas if you know if you prepare yourself on the smaller days like no matter what wave it is you know like work up the courage to charge it you know yeah, you're almost always better off with meeting it with momentum you know and and learn you know learning a proper turtle like i've i've been really digging the the turtle roll because i've been riding these giant boards and i'm not really used to riding these giant boards so even if a three foot wave lands right in front of you you can get pretty rocked on on a big board so you know learning when to do your turtle and and how to do it properly and and how minimal impact it has on a wave has on you if you do it right it's just it's it's a huge awakening and it's it's something that everybody can practice on these small days you know on on bigger boards totally yeah and i i love i love that how it these these things constantly keep going back to mentality because when you when you like decide to charge a whitewater and do a powerful turtle rather than like a defensive like oh I don't want this wave to hit me turtle you know you come out the back of it and when when you do it right and you charge it you're like whoa that was way better like it, it, yeah. it empowers your mentality to start charging more and more and I think you'd be surprised at some of the waves that you think you're scared of that you, you shouldn't be you know that if you just charge them you get through so easily and it's all I mean it's really all experience just getting out there and constantly trying to do this but again going back to not despising not hating paddling out that is part of surfing and enjoy or try to find pleasure in the journey of getting better at that part because it does lead to you riding more waves and and riding them better so you gotta like have all the pieces there if you want the ultimate your, your reward Absolutely, yeah, and go find yourself a good training ground. You know, if you're used to to riding point breaks all day long, if you're surfing ditch every day and you're not getting rocked, then go to the beach break and to grab a smaller board and just go out there and try to paddle out. Yeah, just take a few on the head. Go train yourself so that, you know, just same same deal, so that when you get back to a good day at your your neck you know your local point break when things are all good you'll just be you'll be ready to take one on the head you'll be ready to paddle for days and you know let's just go train yourself yep be willing to do one more forever yeah I so love this this is like this is less of like a instructional episode on skills and stuff but i think we should touch upon some of the skills that you should at least start 
investigating or figuring out for yourself, some of them are pretty obvious by the names. But like, let's run through some of the skills that people should be using, you know, like starting with a press up. I think that's the most basic one. Like if you're a super beginner, then you should only be surfing on days that you can press up through all the waves. And we mean by like putting your hands deep and under your chest, pressing yourself up and away from the board. So you give like a little tunnel between you and the board for whitewater to pass through with less resistance, you know, and that's what we all use on little waves. Full plank, you know, full plank full, press yeah, up. Yeah, full on plank press up, toes and hands up in the air, get yourself out of the way. Sometimes I even like lift one leg as your balance gets better and you can really dynamically keep your weight over your board. You know, I even like lift a leg up almost like a surface duck dive kind of a thing, you know, and just right. try to get every piece of me that I can out of the way of the wave. Right. And then as you start getting further out and deeper into more water or you start paddling out on bigger days, you're going to need to upgrade that technique because that won't work when the white water is well higher than you can press yourself up over or through I should say so you know most beginners usually I guess they'd learn the turtle next huh yeah usually what you do on a bigger board um you know turtle or a duck dive duck Um, diving yeah and you know I'm not a you know I've seen people duck dive big boards and I I can do it fairly well you know there's techniques to do it but it's going to take more practice and hopefully that's exactly what you're doing um, but duck diving is when you just kind of submerge your board under the water and follow it through. And a true proper duck dive maintains control of the board underwater and kind of directs it. Because once you submerge your board in the kind of like style of corking, you can like angle your board in a way so that the flotation helps you pull through the turbulence of the whitewater. Because remember, this board wants to float. So if you sink it and then aim it, you know, out the back still instead of getting rolled and twisted underwater you kind of get this little like, you know, blast from underwater and just a little extra bit of juice behind the, you know, behind your duck dive. Yeah, it all counts. It all counts. Yeah, every little bit. Try to make those sequence of events nice and smooth and and Mm. use the buoyancy of your board to your advantage. That's that's definitely something that I think, uh, you know, good surfers and good paddlers get that concept. So, you know, we get say we duck dive a big whitewater, you know, we're, we're controlling it and we're getting shot out the back, but then we might come out the back and, and have to, you know, like have to adjust yourself and, and get yourself back together, you know, and then get back to paddling. I think that's one of the strategy strategies or skills that we were, we kind of touched on, but didn't exactly. Um, just making sure that before you take each paddle that you adjust yourself properly and you're in the right spot on the board and you're not just, you know, you're not just burning energy and being inefficient um, when it's so crucial to maintain and conserve as much energy as you can. Um, That's, that's one of the skills I think is a good thing to touch on is just like, you you know use using your energy sparingly as as sparingly as you can you know so that you right, do have right. that little extra burst once you get to once you get close to the outside and you got that one you know you got one more wave to get actually get under you know once you get under a lip and you break into clean water and then you get you know th- then you're then you're much closer you're you're super close to making it to the outside so uh, making sure that you're really well adjusted on your board during yeah all times at all, all times. times and then that reminds me of another kind of technique that we don't really teach because it's 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 semi it's kind of advanced it's not advanced but 
you know, you have to really be getting this concept of like how to use your board to your advantage. And so what I'm talking about now is that whole, I don't even know what to call it, like a buoyancy pop. It's kind of like corking, but, but right in front of whitewater. And so sometimes, you know, on bigger boards, we'll do this where it's bit too big to press up, maybe not quite big enough to turtle. Um, so you're on that in-between zone. You're not sure what to do because turtling can kind of take a little bit of time. If you're not really good at it, you got to roll back over and get on top. So what we'll do sometimes is sit on the tail of our board and have the nose up in the air a bit. And just as the white water, and this is something you don't want to practice on too big of a wave because you're not going to get it right the first times. But, you know, just as the white water is approaching the bottom of your board, you want to make sure that you're, the bottom of your board is exposed to the white water. You kind of throw yourself down into paddling position at the same time the wave hits you. And so you're kind of meeting one force of direction with an op opposite and equal force and you kind of end up like buoyancy popping and flattening out on top of the whitewater. Right. And, and if the timing's right, it's all about timing this thing, it, this skill. If the timing's right, it's such a great little trick. But again, you definitely want to practice it when it's like a size of a wave that's not that critical. <laughs> because if right. you do it wrong, you're either going to get smashed in the face. Well, whether you do it too early or too late, you're getting smashed. <laughs> right, right. So, so definitely practice that one um, with a little guidance or a little idea of what we're talking about. It's pretty hard to explain just audibly. But you, you'll probably start, now that you have an idea about it, you'll start to see better surfers do it, and, and then you can try and copy. Uh, and then yeah, we said duck always. dive and turtling, and I don't know, what else? Duck dive, turtle, um, you know, strategies zigzagging back and forth. Oh, yeah, Not, yeah, we touched on that a little bit, right? Did we say yeah. why, like, kind of just, you know, you notice that you're getting stuck in one spot and don't be, like, don't be so, you know, dense or, or, or numbskull that you just keep on trucking ahead, like, be smart about your paddle outs uh, and, and, and maybe take a second to look around and realize you haven't moved, so change lanes, you know, like, move over a little bit and see if you can find a different flow of water or a different path because while most of the water is coming in, it's got to go out somewhere too. So if you can find some of that water escaping, you know, pretty much in the form of rip currents, um, you know, that can be a bit of a difference paddling out, especially big beach breaks, kind of like uh, like La Miss and places like that. Yeah, absolutely. That's that speaks to just you know getting prepared, and it's it's a strategy too. Just kind of, I'm 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 a big fan of like talking to our clients, and and when we're standing on the beach and and watching, you know, I'm always pointing out other surfers who are either doing something well or doing something terribly wrong. Um, and you just learn so much from watching other people, you know, and so seeing true. how, how they deal with, with the impact zone on, on a certain type of board. Um, and you can, you know, you can really learn a lot, especially if you're new to the break and, you know, you should take notice of where everybody's paddling out and where everybody's paddling in. Um, especially if there's reefs involved or urchins or, you know, there's almost yeah, always totally. a reason why locals are paddling out at one place and coming in at one place. Um, and, and then just like you can learn a new skill just by watching somebody do it, do it well. And you're like, whoa, I've never, I've never seen anybody do that in that situation. And, and now I have something new to practice. And, and, uh, that's, what's beautiful about the sport. It's like, or about this lifestyle, it's just like everybody's out there and very few have surfing almost completely dialed. I don't think I've ever met any surfer who would claim that. Yeah, um, right. So it's, 
So it is, it's, it's kind of comforting to know that everybody's always still learning and, and struggling with something. Um, so just keep, keep after it. Yeah, right on. Um, hey, so I'm trying to think of a good story about like paddling out, you know, and having either like a really rough one or, or a memorable one. And I literally, I can think of like five right off the top of my head. You know, Good, that are yeah. just so, that were either so heavy or so scary. I think, I think I'll go with this one. I'm thinking of the first time I ever went to La Miss. I know we talk about La Miss a lot, but it's such an impactful step in, in my surfing journey. And, and, and most recent too, you know, right. the last five, six years. But the first day we were there and it was pumping. It was the biggest it's ever been on any of our trips there. And we went and surfed up north at that spot that was just top to bottom, double overhead. Oh my gosh. And I remember Pat, like normally I don't actually sit down and like kind of meditate on paddling out. I'm normally surfing easy waves or, or a spot that's pretty obvious what I need to do. But this was one of those sessions where I looked at it and I was like, this is serious. This is a big deal. And I remember sitting down on the beach, Indian style, all you guys charged out and I wanted to just follow, but I knew I needed to take a minute and get my head right. I knew what I was in for. I could just, it was heavy. I was scared. And um, I remember sitting on the beach, Indian style, pulling the old cliche, you know, like starting to meditate before (laughs) paddling out, long, deep breathing, these like super deep breaths as much as I could go in, almost to the point it hurt, you know, and then exhale all the way, all the way, all the way, all the way, all the way out. And like I did that for a, a few minutes and then like breath of fire, stretch it a little and really got myself ready. And I remember even being like, feeling much better about it after that when I started paddling out and just seeing the sets there it wasn't even that big of an impact zone you know it was just like this dreadful little area of death but it was only like maybe 20 30 yards you know of paddling and I just remember like paddling and like my leg is like shaking a little bit behind (laughs) me you know and I'm like what stop that hey hey stop (laughs) you know like you're distracting me and I'm just trying to paddle out and my leg is just like quivering And that's happened to me a few times in my life paddling out, you know, when it was really big and I was really nervous about just getting caught in that worst spot and, or, or, or when you're making it, you're doing good. It looks clear and you're like, oh my God, I'm just paddling myself into the worst spot. So when the set comes, I'm screwed. (laughs) But, uh, that stands out to me big time. That, that first, that was my very first session in Mexico in, in true Pacific and ocean energy. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that was a hell of a day, um, and I think we all we all second guessed kind of our our skills on that day. Like just right before we paddled out, I mean that's what we that's what we dream about. That's what we see all these great pictures of guys standing in giant tubes. That's what we really want. But then when the day comes, I mean, it's a whole different story. You've really got to feel prepared and. Even if you're not, you gotta psych yourself into thinking that you're prepared so that you can get out there and and get some. Um, Yeah, there's just been so many times where I thought I was in this, you know, that I thought that I had broken through to the outside. And I think that's, you know, it's it's a really good reminder. It's like, just, just keep your head down. Like I see a lot of people kind of like, they break through that, they get through that one wave. They actually finally get under one and then you can see them, they really let up, whereas that's, that's where you should be doing the opposite and really keeping your head down and just making sure that you get out there um, so that you can actually take a little breather and, and 
take in what's going on out there. Don't don't let up. It's happened to me way too many times where <laughs> where I did just that. Oh, I got through. That was the last one. And then that, you know, that was just the last one of of that set, you know, and and all of a sudden there's a full on another set and you really kind of put yourself at a disadvantage thinking that you were in the clear. Yeah, yeah, um, it ruins everything when you think you're in the clear and you're not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've had I've had times where I like I was just in that position where I thought I made it out like at Long Miss and I'm surfing without a leash and I'm, I'm I was already borderline like, oh, this is going to be a terrible swim if I if I lose the board and then a set pops up and there's just nothing you could you could try your very hardest and it'll only just tax you that much more and then I've been left without the board out there and just had to like start the, not even start over yet. I had to work my way all the way in back to the beach, get the board, <laughs> take a breather, check out the whole situation and try again. Um, it's just, it's just part of the game, you know? It's just part of the game. It's all surfing. Yeah. Well, that was a good one. You got anything else to add? I don't think so. I, I'm, I don't really have a story that I can think of right now off the top of my head. Oh man, I got ten for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, if you're uh, if you're not subscribed to the Kookcast, you know what you are, right? You're a kook. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get on iTunes and subscribe, and uh, whatever other podcast directory you use, they all have subscribe buttons. They have ratings. They have comments. So you should leave one for us. We love that. And it also helps the podcast get found and all that stuff. So uh, we appreciate your support and help one way or the other. If not, just keep on tuning in. That helps too. Hell yeah. You can always uh, write in to us and suggest the topics. That's our favorite. You know, we don't got to think about anything when uh, when you guys tell us what you want to hear. And uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, did I shout, say the email address? Shout out. Sorry about that. Shout out to Cousin Camilla because she's the one who's, who sparked this uh, conversation about breaking through to the outside. And Oh, and, hell yeah, cuz. Thank you. Yeah, she's going to have a lot to think about, and, and uh, I'm sure this will clear up a, a lot of questions that she had about how, how do you more effectively break to the outside without getting gassed and, and getting you know sent packing back to the beach. Totally, yeah. And I think everyone knows that there's strategies and skills. I think the most important part of this episode was the beginning, was the mentality, was getting yep. yourself mentally prepared and, and then also turning it around and not hating the paddle out, but enjoying it and accepting it as part of surfing. So, uh, oh, oh, the email address, info at thesurfcontinuum.com. That's where we read our mail. That's where we take your ideas and turn them into podcasts. So you hit us up there and we'll catch you next week. Woo. Thanks for tuning in. Woo woo.